everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. Last week you heard the amazing story of one woman's journey to faith in Jesus Christ and the tragic events that would propel my next guest to a life of never feeling she was, quote, enough. Enough of a good girl, a God girl. Whatever her station in life and success achieved, there was a knowing and a knowing there had to be more. But was there? What was the, quote, longing she talks about in her latest must-read, The Longing in Me, that she was looking for, and how is she now helping others to find the same through the trial and errors of life, much like King David, whom she uses as a parallel to her own life. Back with us today for my two-part exclusive is former Women of Faith itinerant speaker, recording artist, and best-selling author of over five million books, her latest, The Longing in Me, How Everything You Crave Leads to the Heart of God, and now television co-host of Life Today with James and Betty Robeson, and so much more. Please welcome a joy indeed Miss Sheila Walsh. Sheila, welcome back to Testimony. Oh, it's lovely to be back with you, Jensine. Well, Sheila, I really appreciate your transparency, your honesty. I could not put your book down. In my view, it's a must-read for every Christian, male or female, adult or child. You just lay it all out there. So, first question, let's get right to it. You incorporate powerful stories from other people and explore the life and psalms of King David. The longing in me is your very own personal story. Was it difficult being so vulnerable and allowing your struggles to be the main narrative that parallels David's in the book? I've been asked that question a few times, and and I have to honestly say, no, it's not. One of my... um real heroes of the faith is the, is the Apostle Paul. And when he writes in First Thessalonians, it's clear from his letter, First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians, he loves the people in his church. You can just tell there's a real tenderness towards them when he writes. But he says something to them that I've used as a plumb line for ministry. He said, we determined among you not just to share the gospel, but to share our very souls. And I love that. I love the combination of using the power of the Word of God uh, and yet sharing our own story. Because I think sometimes when people, if you're just purely sharing the power of the Word of God, some people would look at you and think, well, you, I, I can't relate because I mean, you've obviously got your life together. You've never walked through a difficult time. Um, and I, I want people to know, you know what? Christ is the hero of my story. Um, it's been through the, the rough places and the places where everything has fallen apart that I've discovered an ever-increasing depth of his faithfulness. And I also think it's something that it's a gift that we're able to, you know, as Paul again said, to comfort others with the very same depth of comfort that God has comforted us with. You know, he redeems our stories, the parts that we just want to brush under a rug, you know, or put out in the trash. I've discovered it's amazing what God will do 
with a broken life if you give him all the pieces. Amen and amen. You write, quote, It takes courage to run from those in power who have lost the ability to hear God's voice, end quote. This is not a message we often hear today. Can you talk about why it is important to know when, as you say, to run? You know, that was one of the parts of David's story that I found the most challenging. In fact, you know, this book actually took me two years to write because I kept having to put it down and, and really walk away and wrestle with questions in my own life and ask God, Lord, I'm not going to put this on the paper if I don't absolutely believe it. And the thing that happened in David's life that so challenged and, and continues to change me is, you know, you remember that when he was just a young teenage shepherd boy, the prophet Samuel anointed him and said, you know, you will be King David, King of Israel. So he knew that in his heart, but he didn't know the timing. And then he's taken into Saul's palace, and Saul is king. But it becomes abundantly clear to David that Saul can no longer hear the voice of God, that Saul, the Holy Spirit has left Saul, and that Saul really has become a madman. But what blew me away was that when David realized he had to leave, he left alone. We almost never do that. If we walk away from a situation or a difficult thing, more often than not, we want to take people with us. We want to say to people, hey, you know, you need to know this is why I'm doing it. We don't want to seem as if we could at all be in the wrong. The fact that David left alone speaks volumes to me about one thing, and that is he absolutely believed in the sovereignty of God and of his timing. I believe David's heart was, if God's finished with me, then I'm finished. But if God's not finished with me, there's nothing anyone can do. And that literally, that chapter took me probably a couple of months just to sit and pray over. Because God is either sovereign or he's not. You cannot be almost sovereign. So if I believe that God is saying, walk away from something, put, put something down, don't try and save it. I do not have to gather a group of people around and, and tell them all my stuff and get them to support me. It takes strength of character mm. and a belief in the goodness and sovereignty of God's timing to be able to walk away alone. Amen and amen. And you know, Sheila, I think it also speaks to the integrity and honor with which David held his relationship with yeah. Saul at that time. And his son, Jonathan, who was David's best friend. Jonathan didn't want to believe it. David didn't want to believe it. They didn't want to believe that someone could, quote, hate you and be so jealous of you because of your achievements. I was impressed with that chapter in your book because as Christians, it's as you said, we want to tell others. We want them to come alongside and be sympathetic and so forth and so on. But realizing, as you have just communicated, that God is sovereign. He has our backs, and He will vindicate us if vindication is needed. But you know what, Sheila? Speak to this for a minute. What did you gain in your own personal life from doing this very thing spiritually? You know, it's it's an interesting thing. Um, When I, after I got out of the psychiatric hospital, I mentioned last week that I spent a month in a psychiatric hospital. And Pat Robertson was so kind to me. You know, he offered to to give me a different position until I felt strong enough to maybe come back on the air. But I said to Pat, no, I don't want to do that. I I feel as if I want to 
I want to go away. I want to to take the the essence of that scripture that says, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it can't bear any fruit. I said, I don't want to try and keep my ministry going. I want to let it all go. And I actually went back to seminary in California to to study for my master's in theology because I thought, I just, I want to bury my heart in the Word of God and strengthen the foundations of my faith. And the great thing about that is when you let go of everything, you know that if, if something comes back to you, then God is in it. The trouble when you try to keep something going and you try to kind of do, you know, all sorts of damage maintenance on things is you wonder, was I ever supposed to do that? But when you can literally say, you know what, Lord, everything that you ever gave me, I'm going to lay it back down and I'm not going to pick anything back up. If you place something in my hands, I will embrace it. But the timing and the decision as to whether that should ever happen again is completely up to you. It gives such freedom. And I mean, I said to the Lord, Lord, I don't care if I work in a little bookstore for the rest of my life. You know, I'll find a church and I'll throw myself in and I'll I'll serve wherever you want. But I just, I want to know that whatever I give myself to is something, is a door that you have opened. Not not any door that I have forced open or, or that anybody else has opened. Whatever it is, I will walk through it with a heart of just profound gratitude. Because what I discovered was a depth of relationship that no ministry accolades could ever compare with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if nobody ever knows who I am again, mm-hmm. the friendship and companionship that I encountered with Christ at the worst moments were things I would never have traded for anything else. Amen and amen. Sheila, that speaks to, I believe, your purity of purpose in ministry. And as you also talk about in your book, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to best-selling author Sheila Walsh, her latest must-read, The Longing in Me. You talk about how women isolate themselves, they long for control, God's timing. These are just some of the issues you cover. You are now happily married. You have a son named Christian, three beautiful pups. But still, (laughs) the challenges for you have remained, and you were vulnerable and honest enough to talk about them. So wrap it up for us, Sheila. In this day and culture of social media and wanting to follow Christ and needing to be in control, your advice. You know, I I think that one of the greatest gifts that we can give each other along the way is that when we um, engage in real relationship, it's so easy to do all the different channels of social media to feel like we have been friended by 600 people, none of whom we actually know. Uh, And that's all fine. It's a wonderful channel to be able to pray for each other, to encourage one another, but it will never, ever um, replace true community. We were made for relationship. And whether it's just, you know, a few friends who know you well, I call it um, the companionship of brokenness. When you have two or three friends in your life who know you well, who also walk through things, and you can hold each other close, that is a gift that is worth more than five million Facebook friends. Amen and amen. Well said. What is the biggest takeaway you want our listeners for your book, The Longing in Me? I think I want everyone to know that your history does not dictate your destiny in God. You know, some of you listening perhaps have been through devastating times that were not your choice. 
Some of you may have been through devastating times that you absolutely chose. You, you went straight for it. But I want you to know that I love the story of the prodigal son. He turned towards home. The father had been there waiting all along. The shepherd knows where to find you. But I would simply say, do not allow the enemy to drag your past into your present, because God has already taken care of your past, your present, and your future. Your destiny in Christ is limitless. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to internationally renowned author, speaker, television co-host of Life Today, and recording artist Sheila Walsh, whose latest bestseller, The Longing in Me, is sure to catapult and encourage you to new heights in Christ. You can learn more about Sheila's work, ministry, and mission by going to SheilaWalsh.com or BraveHeartSisterhood.com and get her book, Get hope and get healing today. Sheila, thank you for taking precious time just to share a little of your story from your amazing new book, The Longing in Me. Clearly, you have been gifted to speak to everyone's most earnest longings with a passion and a compassion that is rarely seen in Christendom. Your life, Sheila, resonates truth and transparency and the hope that all is worth it when Jesus is the goal, as you have so beautifully shared. Thank you, and God bless you. Jensen, you are a pure joy to talk with. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.